Welcome to Kaiseki Anime, where we air new episodes every other week. Kaiseki covers currently airing anime, older series and recently, and other relevant topics for the season. I'm your host Marina of the blog Anime BNB, and with me is my co-host Draggle of the cleverly titled Draggle's Anime Blog. This week, we review Goodnight World and discuss the ongoing 16th bit sensation, Another Layer. First off, I want to welcome you back to the U.S., Draggle, after your trip to Japan. Thank you. Sorry that I had to delay our podcast episodes. It's okay. I think a lot of us are already overwhelmed, not just with like keeping up with the shows, but like catching up on ones that have no doubt fallen behind. Thankfully, what we're talking about today is already over. So I was able to like binge watch that one, starting with Goodnight World. There have been a surprisingly good number of these Netflix shows lately that air all at once. Yeah. If I Goodnight World, we had uh, Pluto, which I haven't finished yet. Me too. I think there were some others too, but. There definitely have been others, but um, they're kind of escaping my memory. But yeah, at the start, I was not happy with it because it sort of prevents that hype, you know, the ongoing hype of week to week. And I still think that that is true. But sometimes it's nice to just watch it all at once when you are sort of on a different timeline, you know? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely not as good for the discussion, but it's much more enjoyable to watch all at once. Yeah, so so there are good sides and bad sides to that. And this one, I feel like maybe people would talk about more if it was weekly, you know? Yeah, I think nobody noticed this show. Which is a shame, I think. Yeah, and it's partly its own fault, because I think the first episode was somewhat misleading. Was it? You think so? I think so, because from the first episode, this seemed like a fairly generic like video gaming MMO adventure story, right? But there are some like family issues in the background. Right. But then by the end of it, it uh, it went kind of wild. You're right. Like I I did think that this was more of the typical like in-game life versus messed up home life, which I thought that the twist here was the fact that the families and both were actually the same and the the characters just didn't know it, right? Like I thought that was the extent of the complication, but it was so much more than that. That was the episode two twist, yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how to simply put it. Like, not only is it about the fact that his messed up family members in real life are actually his in-game. They're not even an official guild. They call themselves the Akabane family of people who just hang out together, right? They have, like, this unspoken agreement as a family of four. Right. And then they they sort of are renowned in the game, aren't they? Which is called Planet. They're famous, um, as being like super strong. They have like the best house in the best location that is supposed to be where some legendary beast is supposed to emerge. Right. And <clears throat> they they all have this happy family in the game, but their family in real life is absolute garbage. Yeah, and I didn't even realize like how garbage it was until the latter part of the show. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But then that's not even half of it. Then you get into the twist with the monster, and it turns out like some of the characters are AIs, not not people. That blew my mind. (laughs) It was like the worst death scene I've seen in an anime for like years. That episode. (laughs) Which one are we talking about? Uh, Pico, the pirate girl. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one you were thinking of too? Yes and no. Like, emotionally, that one hit the hardest. Yeah, right? that's what like, I mean. I actually thought she was really annoying for a good part, and that's, that was probably their intention, right? 
But then, like, the more you learn about her, the more you see her in her supposed real life, right? The more you start to feel for her and you start to cheer for her. And then the revelation about her identity comes through. And by that point, you're kind of already invested in her. Exactly. And it it just got rid of her in the most brutal way possible. (laughs) Yeah, I I did not expect that. Uh, And I don't know how I feel either about the ending where they sort of like flicker back to her or like some part of her still being around. Like some sort of like gimme that they're giving us out of pity or something. (laughs) (laughs) But the other death I was thinking about were like, you know, people who weren't so touching, like the... uh, the dude who was like her second in command, right? Like he was a dick. Right. And the way he, I think, died is basically a mental death with which they said, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're dead mentally, you're pretty much gone, right? Right. I didn't like him, but I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, the way that he died. No. And that happens to like some huge number of people, right? <laughs> yeah, like he's just the one that we are the most intimately familiar with. And to like see that happen to him was pretty terrifying. Yeah. Over and over again. This show got dark. But let's like rewind back to sort of the issues at the beginning, which was the family itself, right? Because like, like you said, like we thought it was just sort of a normal dysfunctional family. But then you find out that a lot of that stems from the father, right? And his obsession with work. Yeah, he basically, like, abused his children. Yeah, I uh, didn't know how to feel about him. I kind of, like, felt sorry for him. You know that whole scene in the kitchen where he's, like, asking for his son's help with the light bulb? Hmm. I I felt bad for him there. Like, I was thinking, oh, just, just help him. It's not that big a deal. And then when you see why his son feels that way about him and you see the way that he treated his kids, especially his daughter, holy shit, like, <laughs> I can see why they hate him. Yeah, I was honestly kind of annoyed at the show when it, at the end, it like tried to rehabilitate him a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, no, this guy is terrible. He does not deserve to be a father. He shouldn't have been a father. I agree, yeah. But uh, he was. <laughs> like, I kept thinking that it was the sister, the real life sister who was the in-game kind of sister. But that doesn't make sense because I guess in the game... She was more of a mother, which correlates to her being their real mother. Like that, that one threw me for a loop because I didn't think she was either were around anymore. Yeah, I thought, I, d- I didn't think the mother character was very well done. She was, she, no. she kind of felt like an afterthought. Yeah, they kind of like sort of made her like the sweet and nurturing one. But then you find out that she kind of went crazy <laughs> and has been living at one of those net cafes, right? Right. It was just, like, hyper-focused on Ichi, I think. Ichi and his father. Yeah, the the brother was kind of neglected as well. Yeah. He, well, I mean, it, it's sort of a product of his uh, character as well, right? Like, right. he's, he's already wishy-washy, and he can't think of anything but a name like Ah-Ah-Ah-Ah-Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so is it really that big of a surprise that he doesn't leave that much impact? No, I guess not, yeah. But I, I did think the mother was a bit of a... A missed opportunity. Yeah. Now, perhaps it's because they just really had a lot of material to work with, and they thought by, like, chasing that, that it would be too much. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's possible. It definitely felt like there weren't many wasted moments in this show. Yeah. Like, I felt like we were always going, going, right? Yeah. Uh, the other part that they did focus on, which I think was good, I guess, if you're considering, like, the direction that the show took, was 
the focus on the Granadas mm-hmm. and like that leader who turns out to be a kid right. and his second in <laughs> command who turns out to be an AI, right? right? And like their whole mission, not only in like planet the game, but then how that affects like everyone in the world later on. Great. Like, I think if they didn't focus much on that, that would feel too much like it was thrown in at the last second. So I suppose it's good that they did, even though, like, other characters like their mother suffered. Yeah, they, they were definitely critical. And I liked how that guy turned out to be a kid. It's very, because uh, like his, his whole idea is very childish as well. Which idea was that? Oh, the idea that, like, I forget what he wanted. He wanted everyone to live in the game yeah, and for everyone to be treated equally, including the AI. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's who made him feel at home. Right. It's like that whole like childish idea of world peace, right? Yeah. In the world that he created or that he believes in. Exactly. And it is sort of that like single-minded obsession. Because at first, like when we first meet him and he's like helping out the Akabane family by su- supplying them with different technology, right? Mm-hmm. You just kind of think of him as like this eccentric guy. In yeah. your mind, he's an adult, right? Who just happens to be like really interested in just anything that's interesting, right? right? Like he just wants to be amused. And he thinks that the Akabane family is like the best family to do that. So that's why he helps them. And then you see that he doesn't really have a loyalty to anyone but himself and like everyone who has the same vision as him. Right. So yeah, it does become clear over time, like just how naive he is and how simple minded like his mission is. Yeah. I I felt like this show had uh, some really great characters, especially uh, Ichi, and I I liked especially how it it never like takes has an easy answer for anything. Right, I mean they feel distinctly human, and you know humans are complicated, <laughs> like nothing is simple about them. So Ichi like he displays that perfectly. Yeah, and he he certainly uh, has his issues, but. As you get going, you kind of understand them a bit. It's like the reverse of what happened with the uh, the kid, right? The Granada leader. Because like at the start, you kind of just think of him as like this weird adult. <laughs> okay. And then as time goes on, he becomes more childish in your view. And it was the reverse for me with Ichi where I just saw him as a bit like selfish. Like him as a selfish kid. Even And then you find out he's actually the oldest, right? He doesn't look like it, but he is. Yeah. And, and he's probably the most responsible in the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Like he's justified in his anger, right? Yeah. And the things he cares about, it makes sense why he cares about them after you see what he's experienced. So. Yeah. And he his experiences only get worse the whole show. But yeah. he still gets like a bit more mature. Yeah, this this show does deal a lot with loss, huh? Like loss and the recovery of it, like how they cope with it. Right. Because, like, you think he starts to recover with, I guess, I guess his in-game family is supposed to, like, make up for his real-life family. And then Pico, like, when he starts to warm up to Pico again, because mm-hmm. you, you find out they were a party at the start before the Akabane family. And then when she, like, invites him to be a pirate, and you have hope there. And then that hope is, like, cruelly dashed to pieces. <laughs> He's gone through a lot of shit. Yeah. So what what did you think uh, overall about this show? I think your comparison of this to Serial Experiments Lane was apt. You know, I didn't think at all that it was going to go that way. I was really trying to figure out what you meant by that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, because like before when you said that I had only seen like two episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I think you had seen a little bit 
more than me. So like I, I wasn't really getting it. And then I was like, as the AI became a thing and as like the Blackbird became a reality and started infecting people in real life and you just saw it spreading because technology is everywhere. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is what he means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. And then, oh, what did you think about that ending? Because I felt like it had a little bit of an Inception-esque ending, if you know what I mean. It reminded me, what, what was the ending? The ending was like they go on a trip and they go to this hillside that looks exactly like the source of the hillside in Planet, the game, oh, where right. they built their home. And he's all like, hey, we should bring her here. Right. And there's like the implication that this is like a hopeful future. Right. But then as they walk away, there's like a like a glitch image or whatever that kind of makes you wonder, (laughs) are they really like not in the game anymore? (laughs) Is it really over? That's that's what I meant, because if you watch the movie Inception, there's like that whole thing with the spinning uh, top at the very end. Right. Whether or not it's going to fall. And then you wonder, hey, are they are they still dreaming or not? And that's how I felt at the end of the show. Yeah, I think that's what they were going for. How do you feel about that, though? Oh, I like it. Yeah? Yeah. I like how it keeps it ambiguous. It's kind of a fitting way to end it, really, just because everything is so uncertain. Yeah. And they gave us some hope for Pico fans. <laughs> I still don't know how I feel about that, but I was like, is it really her? How much of that is her? Yeah. Overall, like, the sh- show was a... It can be confusing and definitely a bit of a misleading start, but I really like how it uh, it makes you think, like way more than most recent anime do. Yeah, um, I definitely like thought about it for several days afterward. You know, when I knew we were going to review this, we were going to talk about it. But just overall, I thought it was a bit very provoking show. Yeah, even like even though you, like you said, like it wasn't perfect. There are issues with some of the characterizations. Um, and I thought it was a little techno babble at times. <laughs> For sure. Um, but like I was never bored, right? I was always very much invested in what was happening and these characters. So yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent show. Yeah. And it definitely had ambition for what I wanted to say. Yeah. And, you know, it didn't like fall flat. I guess I would be kind of afraid if this was a uh, weekly show, I-, I would be concerned that they would like rush at the end, right? Or that they would take a super long break in between due to unforeseen circumstances, right? As they try to figure out how to like write this to completion. But since we got it all in one go, you can rest assured that it's a complete package. Right. And I think it's also the kind of show that if it was week to week, people definitely would have dropped it after like the first couple episodes, which... You think so? I think so. Because after the first like two episodes, I was like, oh, this is just like Sword Art Online. Yeah. Which it absolutely was not. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But really glad we got to watch this. I, I enjoyed it. I am too. I'm glad we didn't miss it because, like you said, it's an, it's an ONA and oftentimes you sort of like overlook those compared to the other TV series. Yeah. I over I almost overlooked a lot of good shows recently. This and uh, My Go. That's right. And I actually saw someone talking about that show the other day on Twitter. I don't remember who, but I was like, oh, hey, you're not the only one watching it. Oh, no, everyone loves my go. My, oh, oh, okay. Half my Twitter timeline is like my go artwork now. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, it's good. You should watch it. 
maybe we've got a Christmas holiday, but we also have another show to talk about if you're ready to move on to the 16-bit sensation, another layer. The 16-bit era. So this is another show that sort of surprised me and has had several twists, especially in the last like couple of episodes, right? (laughs) And I remember thinking at the start of this that I I thought it would just be like another version of, say, New Game, where it's just a girl working in the gaming industry. Yeah, I remember. And And I was like, what are you talking about? It (laughs) is. I mean, it is at the start, kind of. And then it very quickly becomes not. Yeah, but there's all the... Like, New Game is soft and fluffy and about the cute girls doing stuff. This one's... Right. I mean, this one has that too, but it's more... It's a lot about the history of the computers and the Bushojo games, right? Yeah, it got far more technical about, like, the history of the computers that they work with than I would have expected. You know, like, I knew nothing about these or about the games. And I I mean, I knew how Akihabara had, like, transformed over time, right? Mm. But, like, seeing that shown in this series is pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, all the time travel stuff. And then, like, most recently, the alien stuff. Like, I just (laughs) feel like we've gone places. We have, yeah. I wasn't expecting the alien stuff either. I, I really don't think anybody was. That was, a, <laughs> that was a really good episode with the aliens, even though it felt like quite different from what the show's done so far. It was definitely really interesting, right? Like, I felt very early on when he was interacting with them that there was just like something off about them, just like how the building looked and the technology that they had. And then like when he was talking about the games and their energy, I was just like, this is not normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> who are these people and why are they all named Echo? The the funniest part of that was like how Mamoru, he just like took it all in stride, like didn't yeah. notice anything strange about it. I mean, I think he did think it was strange them having the same name, right? Right. And I think he like acknowledged that the reason why he like felt sort of okay with it was because he got used to the way Konoha would just like pop in and out of his life. Exactly. So this, this is like him popping into this strange reality and he's not going to observe it too quickly because he really likes the computers that they work with. <laughs> yeah, but everything about that was strange and he just goes with it. Like he's, he's lifting, he has that box of signs rating that girl's outfits. Yeah, that was pretty cute. And I was pretty appalled like later on when he like re-rates one of her outfits that he had originally really liked with like a zero rating. And then she just like broke. Oh, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, what did he do to her? And why would you change your rating? And then a little bit like, I, I wonder, I guess what you thought about that. The- their whole discussion about imagination and such was interesting. And it almost kind of made me think of not, not just them being aliens, but almost AI in nature. Like, they don't inherently know what it is. They have to be sort of taught it, and it's, like, really difficult to teach it. Yeah, it sounds, sounds about right to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just, like, so much discussion about, like, the nature of imagination and what they do and who you are as a human. And I was like, oh, this is getting deep. This is kind of this is kind of getting to be, like, more than way more than I expected. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great episode. It was definitely like out there because I think the previous week it was the cliffhanger of him disappearing, right? And I was just like, oh shit. (laughs) Now he's the one traveling. What's going to happen in the previous timeline? I I was expecting he would go to the future at some point, but I wasn't expecting him to go uh, in the past and meet the aliens. Exactly. I thought he would go to her time, you know, sort of like a body, like a time swap or something. Yeah. And now in the latest episode, I guess we have old man Mamoru 
old, old man mama Rue. old man is trans- in probably like 35 or something but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah when they showed him he kind of has like some lines on his face but i was like that means nothing he could be like in his 30s yeah. <laughs> i'm in my 30s you know so like don't call him old man you girl like you guys are probably not that far apart in age exactly because she's like what probably in her 20s you know exactly yeah but yeah no it, it's just not only is he older but then akihabara looks different doesn't it like it looks more like just every other part of tokyo like a business district or something right so i don't know where we're going into the future i assume Yes, into the future. But what does that future entail? What does that mean for Bishoujo games? We'll have to wait to find out. The future must be bright, though. Literally bright, because they're in a city. Yeah. (laughs) One other thing I love about this show is the main character. She's just, like, so annoying, right? Yeah. But I love it. Like, she gets to you, because... Mamoru-kun! Mamoru-kun! Exactly, the way she says (laughs) Mamoru-kun. So I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> or I want to snap at her the way he does. Usually I forget all the character names, but I'll never forget Mamoru. Yeah, but what about her? What's her name? She's the main character. I have no idea. Konoha. Konoha. Not that we hear it that often because we just always hear his name. Yeah. <laughs> she, has, she has so much energy and she's a perfect uh, pair with Mamoru who has the like more negative energy. Yeah, yeah, they do pair well, but I agree with you, and I don't, I, like, agree and disagree with you, because while I think that she's a lively character, she's not boring at all, she grates on my nerves, and I, I don't really like her very much, but uh, she is entertaining, Exactly. So, yeah. In real life, I would beat her up, but in the, <laughs> the anime, she's really funny. <laughs> in real life, I would probably treat her the way Mamoru treats her. Exactly. Now I would be meaner, but... Would you? Oh, yeah. Are you mean in real life, Draggle? When I need to be. I don't think so. I I don't think you could be openly mean to her. You might just, like, be cold to her, but mean? I don't know about that. Yeah, I would be, like, passive-aggressively mean. Ah, okay. I would make her cry. Mm. Draggle could? Oh, yeah. I would make her cry. Again to Kaiseki Anime Podcast two weeks from now. Please feel free to send us questions or comments on Twitter with hashtag Kaiseki Anime Podcast or on our individual accounts at Drago underscore Kuhn and at Marina BMB. Listen to any of us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so we can continue to grow and improve. Thanks for listening. See you next time.